We've been doing this podcast for so long. A very long time. I can't believe we both stuck with a project this long. Honestly, like, <sighs> the strength of our friendship and how much we care about each other, I feel like yes. the motivation there was just like, I love this other person so much, and I'm going to keep yes. going for them. <laughs> it's like, and I also, it's like, movies are just the vehicle for us mm-hmm. to just like, it's okay, this is for us, this is for mm-hmm. our friendship, and that's all that matters. Yeah, and oh. it's like this, I don't know, it's like this really sweet, like, duty that has been introduced into my life, I guess. Like, yeah. in the best way. Sorry to use I the word having... duty. You know, I was, <laughs> I was going to be such a, like, 12-year-old boy in the middle of you saying that. You and have, just be like, hey, you said duty! You have no idea how much they say the word duty in law school. It it's is incredible. so But then you were in the middle much. of, like, a really serious, sweet moment. And I was like, yeah. I'm not going to interrupt, like, interrupt that. They're like... That was just like, <laughs> duty. <laughs> no, yeah. Uh, in, in law school, it's like all this, like, breach of duty and breach of duty to care mm-hmm. for something. So it's like something horrible. Like, <laughs> did this mother breach her duty to take care of her child? And you're like, <laughs> duty. Oh, that's incredible. You're like, I'm a serious law student. Take me seriously. Oh, yeah. Please. Can you guys believe you let me in? Can't get rid of me now. <laughs> it's true. Wow. I love, I love that. I hate that this is how we're starting. It's, uh, we you know went what? from like the most quality comedy we've ever had on this podcast with, with the last episode to uh, us now just like uh, duty. Yep. <laughs> Sorry. We've you get it all here on Cinema Rolls, baby. <laughs> we've immediately destroyed the legacy of Joe and Walt. <laughs> Just immediately, we're like, sorry guys, you're back to your regular programming now. (laughs) So today, because it is arguably the worst time of the year for movies, we're about to move out of it. Right. (laughs) But, like, February, with the exception of, like, Birds of Prey and the Invisible Man, kind of a bust. Um, yeah, so, yeah. And, and January. It's that post-Oscar obviously. slump, baby. Yeah, so, um, before we get into, like, Onward, St. Maud, um, which I'm yeah. sure Sarah will be seeing. Um, <laughs> I can't even watch the trailer. <laughs> you should. It's upsetting. I don't want, no, I'm not. <laughs> they sent me a St. Maud uh, postcard with my obscenely expensive uncut gem shirt, and I was like, they know me. The, my favorite new segment of the podcast is where we talk about your uncut gem shirt just so you can squeeze as much clout out of it for the amount of money that you spent It on is the it. only shirt <laughs> ever now. It's my wedding dress. <laughs> oh my goodness, Boston would love that. He would love <laughs> that. Like, I mean, like, yeah, he would not have a problem just with that. uncut gems. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, it is Incredible. the only thing I own now. <laughs> I sold everything else to afford I, this one shirt. I did laundry in the middle of the week before I ran out of clothes to wear this shirt again. <laughs> the one motivation you have to, to do your laundry. <laughs> laundry is my brain block chore. Do you have one of those? Yeah, washing dishes. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah laundry is the one. Which I is why yeah. my mom... It, this is so gross. <laughs> when I would Go come home, from, when I would come home from college after like a month of not coming home, 
yeah. I would come home with a month's worth of clothes because I would not have done right. laundry in that time. Of I was course. like, hey, mom. Yes. Here you go. And she literally got to the point where she was like, you have to sort your own clothes. I'm not touching that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. I remember, like, the most loved I ever felt. I was like, yeah, so maybe my dad is not, like, you know, a huggy father or doesn't, you know, verbally say I love you, but he has done my laundry many times, and for that I know that he loves me. <laughs> it's, uh, it's just the worst chore. It really is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Especially when you're in college uh, and you have to pay for it, and it's like I already paid for these clothes, and I have to pay, pay to it? wear them again. Sorry, yes. hold on, pause, rewind. You had to pay for it. Oh, not in college, but like oh, I was like, I, I do. don't understand. Oh, you do have to pay now. Yes, I um, am afraid to go to the laundry rooms at my apartment. I have like just a weird thing with like public laundry rooms. It's gross. I just don't. I don't love them. Um, and so, like, all throughout my life, I have just kind of, like, mooched off of friends who own homes who have, like, laundry units. Yep. <laughs> because I've been, like, I would rather do that and, like, you know, I'll buy them a coffee or something. In-unit laundry is the 1%. Like, <laughs> it's true. it must be nice. <laughs> or just, like, the, like, I, I would, honestly, not many things entice me to, like, oh, I could live with my parents for the whole rest of my life. But like, laundry. That could that could laundry do it. and cooking because I can't cook. So it's like ah, uh, I yeah. can come and cook for you. I'll come next time I come to LA. We'll take photos. <gasps> can we take photos in your uncut gym shirt and my Greta Gerwig shirt? Mm-hmm. <laughs> A twenty four fans forever. <coughs> um, and I'll cook more food for you. Wonderful! I can't wait. Mm-hmm. I'm very excited about it. Um, speaking of our friendship. <laughs> Yeah, what this Hello, welcome to the friendship episode. We've already it had, is. like, ten of these. <laughs> yeah, But this so, one's about our friendship. Yeah, so if you, like, only care about movies, then... We'll talk about And you about don't care about us, then... Right. Sorry. Yeah, if you listen to this podcast, and you have listened for the past one and a half years, and you absolutely hate us, then I'm sorry, but then this honestly, one is respect. a lot of us. Yeah, yeah, because we don't even really talk about movies in a quality way. <laughs> so, like, I don't know We're what people like, are listening for. <laughs> what, what's the, all we know how to do is uh, talk about being depressed, um, make puns, <laughs> eat hot chip and lie. I ate hot Cheetos for breakfast today. <laughs> because of depression, so, like, oh my God. <laughs> Yep, our brand. Uh, so welcome to the Hot Cheetos and Depression podcast. Yeah, that's us. Um, with movies sometimes. Yeah, so movies are actually gonna get me through the next couple weeks because uh yeah, because my mom has insisted, and I kind of agree that I shouldn't leave my apartment <laughs> because of the I coronavirus. Kind of I kind of agree too. <laughs> You know what? We love movies here because movies can't carry the coronavirus. They can't. I'll just sit in my apartment and watch Contagion and know that I'm not going to get <laughs> Yeah, so I'm going to the grocery store for like a final stock up tomorrow. <laughs> oh. So we're going to ask each other. <laughs> anyway, sorry. We're going to ask each other. I think um, we uh, were talking about it and... 
uh, ever since we started having guests on this podcast, we kind of developed a specific list of questions that we would ask our guests, some mm-hmm. of which we have never asked our guests, some of which <laughs> we've only asked some of our guests, and some of our guests we've only asked one of the questions. You know, mm-hmm. we don't have any sense of structure here on this it's podcast. Um, We're but, not scripted. This is all raw, baby. This is, if you can believe it, <laughs> we don't plan any of this. <laughs> oh, that's wild. <laughs> Um, so uh, two of the questions that we have sort of tried to ask most of or all of our guests um, is um, if it's a person that we know and have known for a bit, we ask them how they know the Sarah or Sarah's um, that they know. And then mm-hmm. we also have actually, I think, asked every guest why they love movies. Yeah. We've done a pretty good job. If you hear geese, it's because there are geese here. <laughs> if you hear loud construction, it's because... There are con- there is construction men outside work, my apartment. Men work ahead. Good. I am. Um, uh, gosh, I sure hope it does. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is the construction outside my apartment. Literally <laughs> rattles my windows every single morning at seven a.m. and I do not get a discount on rent. We love LA. <laughs> I don't like that. There's also cranes like above my apartment. And I'm just waiting for one of them to fall on me, you know. It's like my number oh. one fear. It's fine. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so questions. I wish I could help you here. I don't know how to help you here. Um. It's just like existential dread. Um, There's yes. an anvil over my um, head. Um, okay, so basically, let's just talk... <laughs> We can share the story. I think we've alluded to it before, but we haven't really shared the story of just like how how do you know Sarah? No. Sarah? <laughs> no, this is a question I get all the time um, from friends. Same. Like, how do you know your co-host? Like, yeah. Or and I then I explain like, oh, you know, my friend that I do the podcast with, blah blah blah, in L.A. And they're like, oh, did you meet in L.A.? I'm like, no, 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 no. Um, and then I'm like Arkansas, and they're like, oh, but you're from here. I'm like, no, I'm from Arkansas. <laughs> it's like there's a lot. <laughs> And then it's like, did you go to college together? It's like, no, we didn't. (laughs) It's like, wait, I, what? Yeah, people don't understand. Sarah and I were, uh, we were in the same kind of, like, social group of, like, so, yeah, Baptist churches from Arkansas. Yeah, and very specifically, I went through, like, a large phase of my life um, where almost every single friend that I had was from the town that you were from yeah um you uh, had yet to be included in that list necessarily but like all of the people you knew and grew up with I was friends with right because I only chose my friends from one town yeah so I didn't start I started going to church with them and like getting really close with them around like ninth grade Uh, sure and I would have I've started I'm 2012 like those were all kind of like my friends here at like even middle school um, mm-hmm. and definitely high school. And then I even, like, roomed with, like, a few, like, of that town friendships, um, mm-hmm. in college. And so we definitely, like, knew of we each other. We were six other. degrees so, of we separation. We were destined, <clears throat> we were destined to know each other. Even if we didn't yeah. know each other, like, not even six degrees. It was, like, a half of a degree. Yeah. <laughs> like, What's the parallel was, universe yeah. where we find out about each other and don't like each other? Like, I think at one point, like, what, like my best friend and your best friend were brothers. Yes. <laughs> like, like, that's how and, and close of friendship we were destined to be. And my best friend's brother 
went to college together. So Right, yes. Anyway, so we become like mutuals on Instagram, right? Yeah, I, yeah, we definitely did. Back when your Instagram handle was definitely still Ferris Bueller based, and I was like, yeah. who's Ferris? <laughs> that's that's <laughs> what we call in the this? biz. Uh, it's, it's foreshadowing, guys. Oh, yes. <laughs> and then what we also call foreshadowing is the obsession that I've always had with branding in which my <laughs> username across all social medias has always been the same the entirety of time. Heck we yeah. love to see it. So clean. <laughs> yes. So we did follow each other on um, Instagram, mm-hmm. uh, knew of each other, all of that. I remember actually you following me and me being like, who is this? And then I crept on your page and I remember just out loud being like, does anybody here know who this person is? And mm-hmm. everyone around me like, yeah, she is from the same town that we're from. Da, da, da. She's mm-hmm. so cool. It's <laughs> like, wow. Well, that's nice. <laughs> It is just a bunch of my college pals being like, yeah, this high schooler is cooler than we'll ever be. <laughs> so That was that definitely was really a front, as you were soon to find out. Oh, you know what? It's all a front. Although, also, like, <laughs> I thought you the were version very of me cool. you followed. Yeah, that was a front also, so that's fun. Um, <laughs> we faked our way into this friendship, and I love it. Yep. Uh, <laughs> now Thank we don't God, even Thank God, we got to take the mask off. <laughs> I know. Uh, so, uh, yeah, we followed each other on that. At one point, <laughs> I think the way, <laughs> am I going to share this story? No. Um, I think the way that we actually finally, that's very true. We finally actually communicated with each other, um, is because there was a boy in my life, um, mm-hmm. in a certain capacity in my life who, <laughs> I like, can't even, who, uh, <laughs> Yeah. Was very successful who, on a who came to some fame, on, yes, uh, with his talents. Was successful in a way, yeah, in on a reality TV show, um, and got a bit of a fan club in from Arkansas, where, where we were all from. Because if Arkansas folks get an ounce of fame, everyone claims them as their own. Yes, um, Chris yes. Allen, and so yeah, yeah, there was a a very uh, specific. <laughs> event in which um uh this this guy uh took uh, had an opportunity to take some selfies some photos with um like a lot of of fans of his i guess you could say to be fair he looked like an extra from the werewolves from twilight like (laughs) honestly how was i to know right yes (laughs) no trust me I get it, <laughs> obviously. Um, and this <laughs> this specific instance happened where I saw, because I had followed you previously mm-hmm. already, just from you looking like a cool person on Instagram and being friends with my friends' brothers and friends right. and all of that, um, uh, appear, it appeared on my feed. The photo that you took with this person appeared on And I was like, this is a small world what's going on why what's going what's happening why yep. why is she a fan of his i don't uh and this is like the point where i was like hey you should not be a fan of his because he's um john ralphio voice the worst and <laughs> and you believed me well which i is, said oh wait like the, dude i'm not <laughs> yeah yeah you you were like well first of all i'm not a fan <laughs> I would like to clarify, but also you believed me that yeah. he was the worst. And that was like, oh, wait a minute. I didn't even have to fully explain myself. She's, yeah, yeah he's the worst. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we just kind of kept like 
<laughs> obsessing over each other. Yeah. We, like, um, we met for the first time, I think. How did we meet? I think I, I think it was when I came to Arkadelphia to stay with you for a week. Is that when we met? It has to have been. Yeah, because AYC was after. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. No. Oh. <laughs> it's okay. No one knows what that means. Yeah. <laughs> and those who was... do already know the whole story. Anyway. Yeah, it was after so. that. So, uh, yeah. I yeah. Think, I think I literally told my mom we... at, like, 10th grade, like, yo, I don't, <laughs> I don't know this gal, but, uh, I'm going to stay with my... her for the weekend. Yeah, but you, like, came and stayed with me and all my friends, and all of my friends already knew you. Like, mm-hmm. I was the only one who did not know you. Yeah. So, like, it was one of those things where, like, you were like, it's all these people this is a, who this are- This is a weird puzzle piece. Like <laughs> It just didn't- Yeah, it, like, was always destined to happen. It didn't make sense. Because I think um, from that first kind of, like, interaction of, like, hey, um, this guy's the worst, to that point, we had kind of, like, slowly discovered- that we were the same human in mm-hmm. very strange ways. Um, and so then we became friends. And I think um, we were just like, yeah, just like come and hang out with us. Like I think was was the whole thing. Uh, yeah, and and we, you, we took pictures and... So many pictures. We... Uh, <clears throat> we uh, uh, discovered some abandoned buildings. Oh, uh, yeah. Climbed, climbed some of those buildings. <laughs> Yeah. I was looking at photos for this specific reason where I was like looking for photos to post on our Patreon of mm-hmm. some of like that very first hangout and I, I found some and so we'll post those on patreon.com forward slash the morals pod. Yeah. Looking um, at those since I've become a law student, I was like, oh my gosh, this was a lawsuit <laughs> waiting to happen. Oh, for sure. <laughs> like, not that my oh, parents yeah. would have sued you because they would have been like, yep, that's definitely Sarah's fault. This, <laughs> this, this, this Sarah, they're Sarah. Yes. She was pointing to herself, listeners. Oh, yeah. This is an audio form of entertainment. Okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes. Um, we, yeah, we, but that was also all there was to do. We were not the only ones exploring yeah. abandoned buildings. It's all that you can do in a small town in Arkansas where, where the closest movie theater <laughs> was like yep. 30 minutes away. Um, but I think that just since then we just kind of kept becoming friends mm-hmm. um i took your senior photos that was fun mm-hmm. um and then yeah we then became long distance friends because i moved away um yeah. and that f- the friendship still stuck mm-hmm. and the whole reason we started this podcast was because we had gotten so used to like we were reminiscing of all the times we'd like drive around and would always end up talking about movies yeah and then we couldn't do that anymore because we could no longer drive around together because we suddenly became long distance friends and that's how cinema rolls was born yep we we were talking about we had a whole phone conversation i remember so vividly we had like an hour and a half long phone conversation mm-hmm. about movies and i was yes. like why are we not this is a podcast recording and <laughs> right like, distributing this and they're like we already have these conversations anyway yeah we could just do a little bit of branding and just do it and the the best part is is like i know for a fact that if it were just my project i would talk about it for like 10 years and never start it and never do Mm -hmm. anything about it um but i also know that if this were only your project you would start it and then it would only last like a little bit yeah. And then, would, so exactly. like we, but like once I start something, I keep doing it. And then uh, once you dream of something, you actually do it. So it's like, it doesn't. It was like the perfect storm. Yeah. 
Yeah. It really is. And so now we're here. Now we're here. And we are like four, we have had like 4,000 listens on this weird little corner of the internet that we're on. And it's so fun. Yeah. I, I, I really love doing this with you. It's a great outlet for like what is conceivably the hardest time in my life, which is funny mm-hmm. because I've, I think I've been through all of the hardest times of my life with you. Yeah, um, on this, yeah, yeah, yeah. and so true. like, I mean, Same. you know, every single thing that happens in, in my yep. uh, corner of the world. So yeah, mm-hmm. it's, I'm thankful I get to do this with you. We make a good Aww. team. I agree. And I love, I, I love this because like my, so much of my job, my jobs and responsibilities and like volunteer work and everything revolve around creativity, but it's mostly like doing stuff for other people and creating mm-hmm. for other people or creating for projects or like branding or marketing or designing or whatever it might be for other stuff, which I love to do. But mm-hmm. This is, like, just one of those things that's like, oh, I'm just doing this because I want to, and nobody's really relying on it, but I'm going to keep doing it anyway, and so that's very good for yeah. me, so. Uh, and I just, we, we, <laughs> this is a guarantee that we at least talk to each other once every two weeks, even mm-hmm. though we talk much more than that, <laughs> so it's great. Yeah. Aw, uh, so that's how I know Sarah. <laughs> yep, The that one is how good thing Sarah. that came out of knowing that other person. <laughs> Exactly. Everything happens for a reason, man. Um. Yeah. So. Also. Yeah. Why do we? Yeah. Why do you like movies? (laughs) I'm like, oh, too much emotion. Let's talk about the movies. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Why do I like movies? Um. So. I guess. Uh. I'll talk more about um a certain movie in particular. Uh, My dad's always been like a big movies person. Um. And, uh, there was, like, a moment where I watched this movie, and I watched it, like, every single day, um, Mm -hmm. and it just, like, became, like, a big part of my life, of my personality. It taught me a lot about, um, not focusing on the little things and, like, trying to look at the big picture and stuff. Um, it was just, like, a transformative moment for me, and then I was like, well, uh, let's see what else we can find um so then I you know started watching movies that weren't necessarily like um I started consuming a lot of media about movies I started Mm -hmm. watching movies that weren't necessarily like the the movies everybody was excited to see come out I uh and there there were a couple movies again that like sparked that and kept it rolling and yeah I mean just they became kind of like a like a sanctuary for me, like an escape when I was having a bad day or a bad time. Um, there was like uh, just certain things like, I guess in like high school and middle school when I was having a bad day, my mm-hmm. mom and I would like bake brownies, order pizza, and watch uh, The Heat. And like that was mm-hmm. our go-to. Oh, like, yeah. Yeah, that was our go-to like goofy uh, friendship comedy that we, we watched all the time, and, um, yeah, it just, we really, that became, like, such an escape for me, and I think movies are that in its purest form, but even so much so, like, that they can be an escape, but they can also teach you things, like, about what you believe and what you feel, um, and 
there have been lots of movies that have done that for me in my life that have, uh, you know, not necessarily made me feel good, but like yeah. shaken me, um, made me really examine things. And, you know, like there's a lot of people that would say that's goofy, like the tip yeah, <laughs> to, yeah. to base beliefs it's... on, um, movies, but like Ayana and, um, <clears throat> Mia said, they're, they're a empathy machine. Right. Uh, yeah. So getting to see like how other people are experiencing, um, life is so special and um yeah and the things that other people go through and deal with yeah Um, oh i love that why do you love movies oh boy i you would think that i'd have an answer prepared because of the fact that we knew we were gonna make this episode (laughs) and that we've asked this question to every guest that's ever been on it's a hard question it is, and I understand now the reaction when we ask this, and people are like, oh, wow, wow, mm-hmm. that's a big question. I'm like, yeah, you know, it is a big question. Um, I I grew up in a, so I grew up in a household with immigrant parents, and I myself was an immigrant, technically, mm-hmm. but um, so we didn't, there's a really incredible Hassan Minaj bit where he, like, not even a bit, just a section of his show, The Patriot Act, where he um, talks to, like, other brown kids, and they ask John Mulaney why white people are obsessed with, like, certain things, because, like, they grew up in, like, brown homes, and they're like, why, what is the deal with Mm -hmm. Quentin Tarantino? (laughs) And, like, like, John Mulaney's like, well, this is, you know, why people love them, and, like, this is why people love Bruce Springsteen, (laughs) and, like, it's great. Mm -hmm. Um, And it wasn't until kind of watching that that I realized, in retrospect, that the I, like, have always felt like such a hole in my knowledge with movies and I realized oh it's because you know my parents did not care Mm -hmm. to to show me you know movies that you know were only popular in like western culture and um so my uh growing up was very interesting in that I genuinely think like that's a bit like I don't I didn't watch a lot of classic movies, I think partially because of my parents being immigrants, but also partially because um, of my parents' taste in movies. That Mm -hmm. being, meaning my mom only likes action movies. She does not like animated movies or rom-coms or just comms or dramas. That's really funny because my mom also loves action movies. She likes rom-coms, but she loves action movies. Like, I grew up watching the Bourne movies. <laughs> like, awesome. like, those are my mom's favorite movies. Um, and then my dad, like, I really think that the first movie I ever watched was a Star Wars movie. Um, mm-hmm. And, like, my dad uh, is the biggest Star Wars fan. And so, like, those are the movies I, you know, really grew up watching. Um and, like, the Lord of the Rings movies. By the way, I have a friend who's hosting a Lord of the Rings extended edition marathon this coming up weekend, and I'm going. My and I'm just, it's, like, a whole day of just watching Hobbits. I'm very excited. Shout out, Aaron. Um, he's a like, patron. Woo! Um, woo! Love patrons. But, like, that's... Love patrons, but that's a lot. So, but honestly, though, like, that, those things were, like, the bonding moments for my family. So, like... We were very into, like, franchise movies like that. So, like, we would have family days where... Mm -hmm. Because I very much came from a family that didn't, like, love, like, um, like just 
and we we like did a lot of like adventuring and a lot of traveling but we didn't like go out just to go out mm-hmm. um and so a lot of weekends if we weren't traveling or if we weren't like actively heading somewhere we would have these like movie marathons where we would we would watch like the most time quality time I've ever spent with my family is the extended editions of mm-hmm. um all of the Lord of the Rings movies I watched a lot of Lord of the Rings and a lot of Star Wars and so for me it was like oh like this is movies are like the way to connect with people like around you like watching movies with people mm-hmm. um and then uh as I kind of grew older I realized just how much I love stories so like I was such a bookworm mm-hmm. growing up like I read so 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 many books um and then so I loved really good stories in the form of books I uh studied theater in high school and in college and so I loved like stories in the form of like writing them and then in the form of plays and in the form of songs and in the form of like other art and so I just always was obsessed with a good story and then um so it was really fun for me to kind of take finding movies into my own hands like it feel it felt really good to be like oh like I found this movie and this is a really great story and um like almost felt like I was discovering something that hadn't been just like shown to me by another person Mm -hmm. um and so like that felt really cool and so um yeah and so then I just like slowly got more and more and more obsessed with movies as well as just what went into making them and I think what really did it for me is like once I discovered that I could find like scripts to movies online and read them like Mm -hmm. that kind of like sealed the deal I was like oh this is my favorite thing I love reading scripts and watching the movies while reading the scripts reading the scripts on their own I just love it so Mm -hmm. yeah um that's how I came to love movies and then I think like just like everyone else I love like being able to escape into movies and just being able to like just for like an hour and a half preferably um just pretend that I'm in this world which is really great and so movies am I right you are right movies um and so like I think we have both kind of like talked about movies a little bit already that have um like impacted us or shaped us whether as people or just as movie lovers in some way like you mentioned the heat I mentioned like just Star Wars like because Empire Strikes Back is one of those movies to me where I like Mm -hmm. from a very very early age I remember being like ah this is cinema yes (laughs) that was like really the first time I was like oh this is subverting tropes (laughs) it's like not saying it in that way it was creating the tropes yeah it was wild so that's amazing. Yeah. So, like, what other movies would you... There's, like, always such a different way to do this. Because I feel like, you know, how film Twitter does those, like, film Twitter questions. Mm-hmm. There's, like, one that's always, like, oh, if you could, you know, only pick five movies to use to introduce yourself to someone. And they're, like, do I do movies that describe me as a person? Or, like, built me as a person? What do I do? It's so... Yeah, I so... I just never know how to talk about it. So, like, I think for me... It's more about, like, movies that shaped, like, my movie personality, I guess. Like, what I love. Okay, yeah. And so I'll start with the movie that I was discussing recently, or before, that I love that I left out the name of it like it was going to be a spoiler. Um, (laughs) uh, It's Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Right, of Um, course. The spoiler was that your Instagram username was a Ferris username. Also, like, anybody who's listened to this podcast knows 
I yeah, exactly. I've probably mentioned it like once every She's other episode. It, yeah. Um, yeah. So <clears throat> yeah, um, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. I watched. Um, I watched it with my dad. We like. He was like, "You haven't." He, he does this thing yeah. that we hate. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that we but avoid. It shamed me into seeing a lot of things. Um, he was like, "You haven't seen." Ferris Bueller's Day Off, yeah. and I was like, "No, Dad, I have." You're like, "No, you're the one who's raised me." How? Long yeah, you <laughs> I've only ever lived in your home. <laughs> yep. <clears throat> and so uh, he, yeah. So he like, we got the movie. He's like, "You're gonna love it," and I watched it and was like, "This is incredible. The writing is so good." Um, it, the dialogue is so punchy and snappy, very John Hughesian. But um, I mean, people like John Hughes, I think, have that almost—I'd almost call it like a Tarantino gene, like where the yeah every bit of dialogue like has a meaning, like every word has punch. There may mm-hmm. be a lot of words, but like they're very good at characterizing people. And yeah, so like basically, I become obsessed with Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Um, right, and I like get t-shirts I uh change or um yeah I got okay so the order of operations was that I wore a safe Ferris shirt to my first day of cheer practice at an all-star cheerleading gym and my coaches were like that's really cool we're gonna call you Ferris and I was like cool that is my name now and so (laughs) ah okay there's like a whole clan of people in Little Rock that only know me as Ferris Wow. Yeah. <laughs> but this yeah, it brand. became it became like an emblem for like my mental health, like whether I was being a Ferris or a Cameron. Um, right. And then the older I got, you know, I realized that Ferris isn't necessarily like his attitude is fine, but like he's sort of an extremist. Um, yeah. But Cameron, who had a tough time looking at the big picture and um, couldn't couldn't see like the good times when they were there because he was so busy worrying. Um, yeah. He was somebody who really, like, motivated me to become more of an end-of-the-movie Cameron, where he's, like, realized that having fun is worth it, and that life is worth it, um, and that it, it's it's worth it to, like, be in the moment sometimes. And, like, so, yes, Ferris's philosophy is good when applied to someone who doesn't have the sociopathic level of non-self-awareness of Ferris Bueller. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, but it's it's so good. The fourth wall breaks are, like, nobody was doing that. Right. It's so, like, inventive. And the way it's shot is fantastic. Um, yeah, I guess a full circle thing. Recently, Vossen and I went to brunch. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, we went to this place called Coral Tree Cafe in L.A., I love this um, story so much. That right. has the best potatoes I have ever eaten oh, in my life. Love a good potato. Like, I can't describe it. They're so good that, like, you're eating them and you, like, want to slow down because you're like, this is something important. Um, yes. Yeah, and so we li- we left there and everything, and Boston texted me later and was like, that building was used in filming Ferris Bueller's Day Off. And I was like, uh-uh, no way. No way. What? And 
and he was like, yes, that building, that, the story was gonna go that building way. was used, it's the arcade, if, if you've seen the movie, it's the arcade that Rooney goes into and taps the girl on the sh- shoulder and says, Le Jus Son Fait, the jig is up, um, mm-hmm. and, uh, it's not Ferris, and she throws a drink on him, uh, but yeah, it's changed a lot, but it was just such a full circle moment Aww. for me, like, little kid me yeah. watched, watched this and would have loved to be, like, in the moment there, and... I was a little bit. Oh, I really love that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it is a part of, like, and not in a bad way. It is a part of your personality. Yeah, 100% it's absolutely part of my DNA. To and like, love Ferris Bueller's Day Off. I, I think it's so well written. I think that Ferris and Sloane's relationship is like one of the healthier relationships depicted in a high school movie mm-hmm. because they're both very like laissez-faire like whatever happens happens um yeah but she has her own personality and her own wants and she's not just going along with ferris the whole movie um so yeah i really i really loved her too i love sloan in that movie but yeah it's just it's so good it is a classic for a reason um and yeah it's it was something that really connected me to my dad because it was like released right around the time that he was showing like in his life it was released right around the time he was showing me the movie for me Mm, like mm -hmm. age oh my gosh I cannot do you not understand what I'm saying I get it (laughs) (laughs) this is (laughs) I was the same age he was when it came out okay (laughs) (laughs) I know exactly what you mean at any given moment (laughs) good uh um so as much as I like because again like (laughs) I just was in charge of finding my own movies to like that weren't you know Lord of the Rings or Star Wars and -hmm. I wish I could just dedicate a whole podcast to talking about how much the Mr. Bean movies have shaped me Mm -hmm. as a person because those are the the movies and the 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 clips the compilations that my family watched (laughs) together Mm -hmm. well Um, it's just consistently all going (laughs) It's universal, like... The, the, it is. You don't need Mr. language. Mr. Bean is or... huge in the Philippines. Oh, um, yeah. Yes. Like well, it's all big, physical comedy. Like big. Yeah, exactly. And so I learned a lot about love and comedy and social interaction through watching mm-hmm. Mr. Bean growing up. Which um, is why you are the way you... <laughs> Yeah, it's very true. Guys, it's very true. Um, I, yeah, <laughs> I love Mr. Bean. That's awesome. Um... Yeah, but um, I won't talk about Mr. Bean. We we can if we can dedicate a whole other you know episode to that. That would be that'd be great. I have uh, only maybe like a seen, bonus. Maybe a I bonus. have only seen Mr. Bean's Holiday and the first Johnny English. That's the first Johnny English is not the same. It's not okay. Well, the same. It's, it's Rowan Atkinson. So <laughs> yes, it is. But in by that standards, you've also seen Scooby Doo, um, yeah. and so that's great. Um, but also a lot of, I'm not gonna lie, a lot of the movies that I grew up just watching repeatedly were like, uh, like Confessions of a Teenage Drama Queen. Oh yeah, I mean like um, I I didn't have taste as a nine year old. Yeah, no, like She's the Man, a classic. Am okay, I right? She's the Man is actually good though. <laughs> it is so good. It's based off of Shakespeare. <laughs> I remember like thinking I was so cool because I had actually read Twelfth night before wow. watching she's the man and i was like i know what's going on here anyway yeah. <laughs> um, no a lot of uh, movies like to watch that um on my soccer team if it was raining 
outside, yeah. we would watch She's the Man <gasps> instead of practicing. It's a classic. It's and a, only a She's the Man. Like, no other yeah. movie. There's a whole generation of people who um, put tampons in their nose for nosebleeds because mm-hmm. of She's the Man. And so, you know. It works. Um, so, I, what I really want to talk... So, like, I think the movie... This is a much more recent movie in the grand scheme of things, but that's okay. So film Twitter, mm-hmm. if you try to come at me and tell me that I need to love a movie made before 2005, I'm going to punch you in the face because, like, you know, let people love what they love when they loved it. Um, but my favorite movie of all time is Short Term 12. Mm. And it was, it was honestly Short Term 12 that helped me find my favorite genre or type of film which is like um fly on the wall storytelling Mm -hmm. like this sense of story where like nothing incredibly like big happens Mm -hmm. or you know no big action sequences take place which is what I kind of grew you know like I grew up watching a lot of action movies and a lot of sci-fi movies right um and so I did and like so I did have and also like a lot of superhero movies like we've I, I would have talked about how influential the first Spider-Man movie was in my life if we hadn't already spent two hours talking about Spider-Man. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so, like, I grew up watching sci-fi, action, comic book movies, um, and so I kind of had this notion that every movie was, like, big and epic and had this insane tale of adventure and like grandness to it you know and that like a movie was a movie because the hobbits traveled all the way across middle earth or because like the 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 evil um light sword man was the guy's dad (laughs) or like (laughs) because like and even yeah like even uh movies like i don't know like um (laughs) <laughs> like Narnia <laughs> yeah. I'm watching which is like I watch them because I love to books but like uh, but like these stories of like whoa this is like a big adventure like there's a big thing happening and then I watched short term 12 mm-hmm. and I was like no this movie feels big in that it feels so small like this right. movie feels insanely important but only to these like three people you know yeah. or like this there is something very big happening um, but only in the lives of this small, like, it's not life or death, the entire world is ending stakes. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think when I finally watched Short Term 12, I was like, oh, this, <laughs> this is what I love. Like, this mm-hmm. is what I want to achieve. <laughs> um, but like, I, yeah. yeah, I very specifically remember that feeling of like, how do I find more movies like this? And so like, Short Term 12, like, really introduced me, um, Short Term 12 introduced me to like, the, just just by kind of looking at similar style of movies or like the similar that that sense of oh we're just telling a story about this character's life in this span mm-hmm. of time and that's all you need to know that's how I grew to love a lot of Noah Baumbach films yeah um, like uh, like Francis Ha um, and like the Squid and the Whale uh, and you know Mistress America like all of his movies that are just so like hey here's a little snippet of time in this character's life, that's all you need to know, and that's mm-hmm. that's all you get, and we're not going to make an entire, you know, uh, like, thing about it. Like, it, it doesn't have to be a whole, um, an epic tale 
uh, for it to be right. important. Um, and so movies like that. And then also like the way like that short turn 12, even though, even though it is a more like recent movie, I think it was 2013. Um, mm-hmm. and I would have watched it in that same year. So then that opened the door for me to then like know what to look for going backwards. So even watching a lot of older movies, like I mm-hmm. have found, you know, which I'll, I'll talk about those kind of next after you talk about some movies, but, um, like to be able to then find older movies where it's like, okay, maybe I didn't, you know, watch this movie in 1972 when it came out. Cause I was not alive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> However, because of like more recent movies and finding out what I enjoyed, I was able to really go back and find um, older, older movies that would shape me centuries after they were made. Not centuries, I don't know how to count, like decades <laughs> after those movies were made. And there's something really cool about that. So I'll talk about that next. But mm-hmm. if there's another movie you'd like to talk about, please go for it. Yeah. Um. So I guess your feeling around Short Term 12 is like, the kind of feeling I'm talking about uh, with my next movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and that movie is Me and Earl and the Dining Girl. Mm-hmm. Um, so I read the book. Um, literally, I think I got it from a Scholastic Book Fair uh, when I was like 15-ish. And I found out that a movie was coming out. And when I watched the trailer, I was like, this looks different. This is like offbeat. Like... Mm-hmm not something that, um, and so I, this is when I first discovered the plight of being a, um, Arkansan and trying to see movies Ah, that were not super widely released. Um, so found out that it was playing in the arts theater at Little, in Little Rock, Mm -hmm. which is like, was like 45 minutes away from me, but it was fine. Uh, but by the time it was released, I was able to drive and I found, um, I found a screening and I went and saw it. And that movie absolutely just wrecked me. Um, yeah. It was the first movie I remember I you seen. talking about it for like weeks and mm-hmm. weeks on end right after seeing it. It was the first movie I had seen that like the protagonists were not necessarily like the best people. Like, they weren't making good decisions. They were doing things that they knew would hurt others yeah. in their lives. Um, but they didn't care because they were selfish. Um, but by the end of the movie, um, there was a learning process that happened. Like, uh, by the end of the movie, Greg learns, like, that maybe not everything is about him all the time. Um, mm-hmm. And about his struggles and his life. And... Um, he learns, like, and he's just a high school kid, like, so it's, it's the kind of movie that doesn't hold the protagonist to these impossible standards, and mm-hmm. as someone who was, like, struggling with, you know, how to cope and, like, how to deal with day-to-day stuff, it was so, like, and I don't, I don't think I'm a Greg by any standard, but, um, like, it was so encouraging to be, like, wow, um, this protagonist may not always do everything right, but he's trying. And um, the genuine friendship that um, developed there mm-hmm. between him and Rachel in the movie is just, like, so well depicted. And it was, it was like, it was so artfully shot and artfully put together. And the, it was beautiful. And I really, I was just so 
blown away. Like, I didn't know movies could be like that. Kind of like you said with Short yeah. Term 12. And, yeah. um, it, and it was a little more abstract. There's, like, funny... There, there's, like, stop-motion cutscenes and, like, mm-hmm. weird pieces of it that are so brilliant and it just it really changed a lot for me and how I looked at movies and what I looked for in a movie yeah um I think it's really cool that like um like there are movies that that still show us new things like does that make sense like Mm -hmm. like that we've seen so many movies and there are still movies that we can watch and go like oh this is something different than anything else I've ever experienced before Um, and I don't know, like, it's fascinating. And I also, I get that, I get, okay, I have an intense amount of anxiety when I think about, so I'll just like put it in terms of music. I have a playlist on my Spotify that is called, like, I'll never hear every song in the world and that scares me. (laughs) Um, because I have this intense fear that my absolute favorite song could be existing, floating around somewhere out in the world. And for whatever reason, maybe I just like never click on it in my Discover Weekly playlist. Or maybe it was like made so long ago and I just missed the time to see it. Or maybe I just will never listen to that song for whatever reason. But mm-hmm. um, it could be my favorite song ever if I would just listen to it. But I will never listen to it like that scares me so much and that's like kind of one of those like uh kind of a ridiculous anxiety but it's a real one and I get that with a lot of things so especially with movies um I get this feeling like what if there's a movie out there that is going to hit me so hard and so deep and I'm never going to see it because there are just so many movies um and then sometimes I watch a movie and I'm like oh this is this has convinced me somehow that this movie was meant for me to see and it made its way into my life mm-hmm. somehow and all of the right button clicks and all of the right things happen to where like I am here and I am able to see this movie and it just hits me. And so the movie Girlfriends is like that for me. Um, mm. I talk about this movie all the time because it blows my mind that a movie made in 1978 did not even come into my radar until 2019. Um, And that the only reason that I watched it was because, so like I am subscribed to the Criterion channel, which I would have never had growing Mm up. um, And it just gives you access to movies that you would have never had access to otherwise. And um, I remember that the Criterion channel itself was like, heavily marketing this movie and I noticed that it was heavily marketing it but I again like the thing in my brain is I'm like oh I understand I should watch older movies but what why Mm -hmm. why are we gonna watch older movies when there are so many movies coming out this year and I need to see all the movies coming out this year so I can be aware of what's going on during the award season and like it's just so much um Mm -hmm. and yet for some reason I noticed that this movie called Girlfriends uh, was on Criterion Channel, and then I think they did a tweet where they were like, movies like Francis Ha um, only exist because this movie paved the way for them mm. to exist. Um, and as you know, Francis Ha is one of my favorite movies of all time. Yes. And so I was like, you know what? Like, this movie, Girlfriends, um, it's, it's a... a 
perfect length of a movie. Um, I think it's like 80 minutes or something like that. I don't know that for sure. Don't it's an me. hour um, 26. Ah, look at that. So 86. Um, 86 minutes. So um, I love, love, love this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, decades after it being made i finally it made it into my life i sat down and i watched it and it's about it's specifically about one girl but it's also about her best her and her relationship with her best friend who are roommates in a you know big city trying to find success and trying to find like their purpose and trying to find out who they are and she just kind of like goes through life experiencing things like experiencing like friend breakups and romantic breakups and Mm -hmm. like romantic interests and like figuring out how to be on her own and figuring out how to be with other people and as you know short term 12 showed me that like that was my favorite style of movie and i never realized that i like have this movie to thank for this entire genre of movies of like women being friends with other women in cities away from (laughs) like where everything that they know learning how to find themselves (laughs) like that is such a specific it's very genre um it is a great genre it's such a great genre and i'm like this is this movie is the movie that i have to thank for all of that existing Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, and it, and you would think that it would like have alleviated my anxiety a little bit, but even more so I was like, if this is my, f- what, immediately became one of my favorite movies of all time. What other movies are there out there that I have never mm-hmm. seen that could be my favorite movies? Um, yeah. but everything about it just like, just really got me. And like, I feel that way about a lot of older movies, I think, but like in a much more, where I'm like, oh yeah, you know, I'm. I'm glad this movie exists. I'm glad I finally got to see it, you know, decades later. That's nice. Whatever. But I never had such a visceral feeling of, like, I could have loved this movie my whole life. Like, that as I had with the movie Girlfriends. Um, And I think it was only on Criterion for a very limited time. Um, So sorry to everyone. But I think that you can own it for, like, maybe four or five dollars from Voodoo. And Mm -hmm. we love Voodoo here. Um, So go figure that out because yeah girlfriends you need to see it i'm into it i love friendship so much yeah no that's yeah very true we've talked lots of friendship movies and Mm -hmm. we love them so much and it's all we know unfortunately mine is like my next one's like not that (laughs) it's okay we've got like maybe like one more each let's go yeah yeah so oh shoot i gotta make a decision um, this stuff. Yeah, so the or I guess we'll go with the origin one because that's what we're okay. at. And y'all have already heard me talk about um, don't cut my gems. So, um, uh-huh. I want to talk about my man Yorgos Lanthimos. <laughs> yes. And the lobster. Yes. Um, <laughs> the lobster is a movie that I watched while I was home from college on Amazon Prime one summer. Um, this, So this is like, I think it was, or maybe it was before I went to college, like the summer before I went to college. So, um, no, it came out in 2017. It was... <laughs> okay. Great. Okay. Uh, so I watched it on Amazon Prime, and I was just like... I loved the absurdity 
the refusal to explain anything. I think if I had watched The Lobster, maybe a little younger, I would have hated it. Um, because it, it doesn't explain anything. It's, it's, you are in this world, that's that. You know, there, there is very little exposition that's not show instead of tell. Um, whoa, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was, that was a convoluted sentence. It's all show, don't tell exposition. So you're just thrown into this world um, mm-hmm. watching this incredibly... And Yorgos has this incredible gift of writing people that are so uncanny valley. Like, they talk almost like people, but with way less emotion. And, like, the things they say are just, like, a little bit off. So you mm-hmm. feel like you're outside of reality. Um, he did that in Killing of a Sacred Deer. He did that... Um, the favorite's a little more snappy and punchy, but he didn't write that. So, um, yeah, it's it's this really excellent style that when I watched it, I was like, ooh, this is, like, weird and twisted, and it's not horror, but isn't it, though? Right. And um, it's, like, very social commentary-driven, I guess. Um, and, you know, I had gotten things like that from Get Out or Sorry to Bother You or um, things like that, but seeing the lobster was like such a moment of this guy writes people exactly wrong but it's so it so contributes to the atmosphere and the brilliance that is this movie um it i recently saw it in the comedy section on netflix um romantic comedy section on netflix and i was like (laughs) good i um i think i wrote a letterbox review where i was like the blurb for this movie on um on netflix is in this world if you don't fall in love you get turned into an animal hijinks ensue it's like, <laughs> i'm like i like, feel quirky, so that quirky lanthimos out there whoever watches this and like <laughs> and like doesn't know what's coming i feel very bad for them yeah <laughs> because this movie is wild but yeah, I um, I love it. I think it was like an intro. And Yorgos, I think, is so brilliant. Um, his writing is unlike anybody else's, really. Um, yeah. I, I, yeah, I find him to be such a genius. And that was that was really a moment where I was like, gosh, the style of this director. I could watch him all day, but I won't because his movies unsettle the hell out of me. Yeah, which makes sense. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, I should have known that you would you would put a, a Yorgos Lanthimos movie somewhere. He really did this. change things for me. I mean, I was did. like, oh, that is art. Yeah. Um, I would also like to say that I have just discovered that the lead uh in Girlfriends, um, the titular girlfriend mm-hmm. herself, um, directed the Babysitters Club movie, which is a movie that meant a whole lot to me <laughs> growing up. That is and I'm wacky. Feeling, <laughs> I'm feeling a lot of emotions right now in finding out that this <laughs> that this woman that I have only recently discovered has actually been in my life my entire life. That is so weird, full circle. This is almost in a way that like you and I were just meant to be friends this whole time. She was she was meant to be in my life. She already was. Anyway, I tried to make it like deeper Aww, than it actually. I love was. that. No, that's so full um, circle. That's crazy. Yeah, I love it. Um, the last movie that I'm going to talk about, I, okay, would like 
to give just a preface to this in this that I didn't with short term 12 with girlfriends over this next movie not intentionally picking movies that um, are in a way coming of age movies starring a white woman mm-hmm. um, but this but I myself am not a white woman woman and once y'all make a, a coming of age movie that is not based in tragedy or lost that is starring a woman of color a young woman of color I'll watch it and I'll probably mm-hmm. put it on my list of movies that in, impact me but mm-hmm. as it stands there's just not a lot of those because I just yeah. don't you know, so I'm just I'm just gonna say that right now. I understand mm-hmm. these are all young white women leads. However, show me more that are done well, that are written well, that you know again yeah. are not based in absolute and I mean, devastation and tragedy. So, you know, and coming of age on some level is pretty universal. There. Right. Our experiences that most people, that come people of, of color have. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but there are experiences that people of color have that are different, obviously. Mm-hmm. But there are a lot of feelings and there's a lot of turmoil that's very universal about coming of age. Right. Um, you're like, yeah, that was a nightmare. I am glad I made it through. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, it's just like, I don't know. It's just one of those things where I'm like, I don't know. We don't have to get into all that. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so Ladybird. <laughs> All that to say, mm-hmm. Ladybird. Mm-hmm. Um, Ladybird, both as the character of Ladybird, but more but more than that, Greta Gerwig's Ladybird. Like mm-hmm. the way um that I've I've only really recently discovered in the past few months um that uh the way that she thinks about her movies is so particular because so she like me, um, started by doing theater um, Mm -hmm. and wanting to tell stories. And in the nature of doing theater, you do just kind of end up acting. And so that is what she did. That's also what I did. That's how I started. I declared my focus as Mm -hmm. acting when I, you know, started studying theater in college. And then she started, you know, realizing, like, I don't actually, like, want to act. That's just kind of what I'm doing because I can. Mm -hmm. uh, But I want to write. And so she studied playwriting. Um, and so I also studied playwriting in college. And so there's so much of like the way that you're taught as a playwriter to tell stories is can be very, very different from the way <laughs> screenwriters are told are taught to, um, to tell stories through film. Um, and so a lot of that really influences how Greta Gerwig writes. Um, mm-hmm. but then even more so the way that she acts has influenced how she writes and directs, like the way that she has had to memorize and recite scripts, but also be under the direction of someone. Right. Um, and so that influences a lot of that for her. Um, and then um, theater just kind of, like, didn't work for her. And she had always loved movies, and so she just kind of did movies because she could. And she had friends who wanted to do movies, and so she did movies with her friends. And that's very similar <laughs> to what my life is like right now, in which, like, I love theater, and it might always be, like, my as cheesy as it is like my first love and like creativity mm-hmm. and stuff it's like theater but like theater takes up all of your time <laughs> in a very like unnecessary way sometimes and right. I just like haven't done theater since graduating um and I'm finding myself in a spot where like I still do want to write stories and right now the way that that is working is like having friends who like making movies and like mm-hmm. 
it literally like there's so like there's this very strange parallel that I feel like I experience um when listening to Greta Gerwig talk about her art and her craft but more so than that Lady Bird itself like the movie itself um I had kind of never seen myself just as a person Mm -hmm. portrayed on screen as much and there's like there's a way to argue that like maybe not experience wise because I think experience wise um there like there's something we said about again like yeah a really great movie starring a woman of color in the farewell which I have talked about um Mm -hmm. but again that that is a very different story um and I don't know just like the character of lady like as much as I identified with the culture of and like the story of the farewell um Mm -hmm. the character of lady bird herself is one that i've feel very seen by in a very uncomfortable way sometimes absolutely (laughs) Um, but like still in a great way nonetheless and so um i kind of when i saw lady bird i was like oh there are movies about me Mm -hmm. (laughs) and it was just i don't know it's very fascinating and of course just because i had kind of like known of greta already um because i had kind of obsessively watched noah baumbach films but Mm -hmm. ladybird i was like she can write like this (laughs) and direct like this too that's kind of insane and wonderful and beautiful and incredible so yeah i i just can't have a list about movies that either movies that define me or movies that define my relationship with movies without talking about ladybird so i love (sighs) ladybird it is the best it is um so just really quickly um because i know that we kind of both have schedules today um and we started this a little bit late um we are gonna i found a quiz (laughs) that is different from any other quiz that we have ever done here on this podcast Okay. okay yes so it's not the kind of quiz that give you like a result of like a type of character, like who are you or whatever. But this is a friendship test, mm-hmm. okay? And it the title I'm actually kind of scared. <laughs> the title says only people who are who have done 27 out of 39 of these things are best friends. Um, and so, <laughs> so this is a quantifiable way to measure our friendship. And I'm scared that we would not have done 27 of these things, but I feel like we have. I haven't looked at these yet. Um, yeah, and so sure. this is just a really good way to give um, our wonderful listeners insight into <laughs> who we are and mm-hmm. who our friendship is just as people. So we're I just going to say, I'm going to say a thing and we just yes or no if we have, if we've done that as okay. friends. That's easy. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. Um, hung out in silence without it being weird. Yes. yes. <laughs> yeah. 100%. All right. Um, <laughs> Hated someone that you have never met just because your friend does. Mm-hmm. 100%. <laughs> oh my gosh. This is going to be easy. The amount of people that have no idea that that someone who doesn't know them hates them. I'm sorry. Yep. Um, tagged each other in memes as a form of communication. Yes. Yeah. Um, gone to a, a family function and been the only non-relative. Have I ever spent time with... No, we have not done that. I don't think we've done that. Okay. Um, Known something about them that nobody else knows. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Talked about your love lives. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Uh, And then the next one is going off of that. And it says, but in great detail. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Sent each other your ugliest selfies. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. 
um, told them your grossest habit. We oh, did yeah. We FaceTime each other. I was like, yeah, but we also like FaceTime each other while on the toilet all the time, which is fun. Yes. Um, which is, I mean, that's not like a hap, like a, I guess it is a habit. Well, well, we can get into the definition of the word habit later. Yeah, I, I think it's. But we definitely have in any other way. We totally have. Mm-hmm. Um, taking your bra off at their house without it feeling weird. Oh, yeah. Duh. Talked in voices and accents used exclusively when around each other. <laughs> okay, I'm going to say yes, because there's only one person that I, I'm going to do the voice, okay? And you are the only person that I do this voice around, okay? Okay. You ready? Um, give me, like, a really snobby, like, phrase that, like, a film Twitter person would say. You haven't seen. Okay, so this is the voice that I use only when I'm around you. Ready? Uh-huh. You mean you haven't seen? <laughs> <laughs> you mean you haven't seen a movie before 2005? <laughs> I mean, yeah. Uh... That's our film snob voice, and I love it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Um, told them all the details of any embarrassing slash gross illness you've had. Oh, yeah. 100%. Every time I get food poisoning, you're the first person I text. <laughs> yeah. I'm so glad. It's so often. Um, yes. Consoled them through a breakup. Mm-hmm. 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 Um, uh-huh. Surprised them with something just because you thought they'd like it. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, been told all the drama that has happened in their family and vice versa. Yeah. Yeah. I remember when I found out my brother was engaged through Facebook. Um, (laughs) bragged Mm -hmm. about them to people who they have never met. Oh my gosh, yeah. I brag about you to everyone. Mm -hmm. That's what this whole podcast is about. It is. Um, have been asked where your best friend is when you're not with them. I mean, Yeah. I guess. Yeah, we're, we're, I mean, like, not. Yeah, I get asked where you're at. Yeah, like, nobody is like, oh, where's Sarah? I'm like, well, she's still in LA. (laughs) That's where she is. I mean, we haven't, say, that's unconventional, but yes, people ask me where you are. I guess. But I feel like cheating if I, Mm -mm. because that doesn't quite count. Um, have had deep conversation with them at around 3 a.m. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, planned out your lives as old people together. (laughs) Yeah. It's definitely Um, a conversation. Um, oh, I love this one. Told them when they're making a bad decision, even if they didn't like it. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Except sometimes um, we text each other like, I am going to make a bad decision. Please tell me not to make a bad decision. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Um, Help. Made an excuse. I don't Made an excuse to leave a party together because one of you was feeling like crap. Mm, I don't think we've ever gone to a party together. Yeah, we're not party people. Not party people. Um, sniffed their armpits to check if they stink. I don't think we've ever done that. A lot of these are, like, in-person like, friend things. Right. I mean, like, we have been in-person friends, but I also have very, yeah. like, specific personal space ish- Yeah, so, so that's, like, that would be a no-go. Yeah. I would not put right. my face in your armpit. Right. Um, gone to their house and then just napped. I did a lot of napping when I was there. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, told them your symptoms so they could help diagnose your illness before going yes. to the doctor. Yes. Um, go with each other to appointments when one of you is nervous. Mm, no. No. I don't go to a lot of appointments because I We talk each other lots. down from, like... That's true. Because I'll We could. You. 
Yeah, we we. I'll text you and be like, you, but, you know, you know, yo, I am so anxious to go to this yes. appointment, and you're like, hey, yes. here's a bunch of information on these appointments, yeah. and it'll be okay. So That's I true. would count That's that. True. Okay, yeah, because if we were in person, friends, we totally would. You were with me um, in spirit. Oh my gosh, sat together and Facebook or Instagram stalked someone you don't you didn't like. Yes. Oh yeah. Um, collaborated on a text to send to someone they like. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So many people have no idea how many texts were actually from you. <laughs> there are so many screenshots just like deep in my camera roll that are from us. Yes, I love it. Um, told them a secret that you then found out you weren't supposed to share, but because they're your only exception to the hey, don't tell anyone rule. Yeah. Yeah, but also like <laughs> we have no secrets. Yeah, we have no secrets. Um, accompanied them to errands like food shopping without finding it boring. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was actually the first thing we did when yes. we met. Love it. Oh, yeah, you're right. Oh, my gosh. I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, helped them get into or out of some clothing when it has gotten stuck. We did help each pictures. other. Yeah. Okay. That, yes, we did do that. But I was also thinking, like, we did fully strip and change on an overlook in L.A. in front of a very public <laughs> space. We did that. And we did help each other do that, so... For um, the yeah, shoot for the yes. pod, for the pod. Um, told them about the weird body hair you found that one time. <laughs> I don't know. Sh- I mean, unless it includes me being like, I think I found a gray hair. <laughs> I mean, like, what a yeah. weird question. What a weird question. Oh, are you ready for this? Yes. Watched a really awful film together, which has now become one of your inside jokes. Too many to count. Mm-hmm. Remember, Ma. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, help them Ma. decide which. Yeah, help them decide which picture would be best as their profile picture. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, d- disliked anyone who calls your best friend their best friend. I don't think I've ever like disliked. Like I think other people can share you. I don't yeah, care about that. That's an unhealthy yeah. relationship. Right. Anyone can be friends with you, and I'm fine with it. Mm-hmm. Um sworn at each other as a way of showing affection oh yeah Yeah. um communicated through eye contact and understood each other we do mind melds all the time it's weird all the time um we understand each other without even looking at each other Mm -hmm. um talked on the phone to them while on the toilet yeah yeah (laughs) um peed in front of each other yep yeah hung out at their house without them being there yep yeah sarah was in (laughs) class (laughs) Okay, I haven't been counting how many, guess, okay, so we got 33 out of 39 on this list. We, um, we checked more, th- more items off than 84% of the people who took this quiz. Mm-hmm. Um, and it says, you and your best friend are the real deal and as close as can be. You've been there for each other for all the big ups and downs in life, but are also always there for the small day-to-day stuff. You're pretty confident that you'll be friends for many years to come, and you most definitely will be. Aww. I love <laughs> oh, you, dude. That's so sweet. That's so nice. I can't believe this. Wow. We are the real deal. I love We're you, dude. We're friends. I this love is... you, dude, dude. We've been friends for, like eight years oh my gosh uh yeah oh my goodness what is this world (laughs) time is a social construct (laughs) i don't understand well this has been a fun and pure 
Very episode. True. We needed to bring it, you know, down after the chaos of last week. Um, so. Having four people on the pod was something else. <laughs> was so much. I literally reached out. I was like, hey, should we have a guest on this episode? And then was just like, absolutely not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, no guests, no. Where <laughs> you go, Joe and Walt? You so. ruined it. You ruined it. No more guests. We took a break from white men, and then we had two, and now we're going to never have another one on ever again. <laughs> Which is so sad. One of my my friend, Alec, shout out Alec, he listens to every episode, and so does his son, who listens to it and goes, Sarah? And that's so cute. But um, Alec has been asking to, has been asking to guest for months, and I kept telling him, like, we're taking a break from white men. (laughs) And then then we had two of them on at the same time, and he was like, excuse me? I'm sorry, Alec. I'm sorry, Alec. This is your shout out, though. This is it. Um, <laughs> so, what movie are you looking forward to the most right now? Um, I have I, forgotten about movies. I'm not going to lie. I don't know that I'm <laughs> looking forward to it. I'm just kind of excited to have an opinion on it because nobody <laughs> actually has an informed opinion on it at all, but right, has right. talked about it so much. I got Passes to the Hunt. Oh. I am seeing okay. that on t- Monday. Okay. Um, I have yet to see Emma, but I would. I think I'm going to next week. That's um, exciting. Yeah, and I love Anya Taylor Joy so. She much. is the best. So I'm excited about that. Um, I just love a good period piece. I don't know. I love women, just women. Women in it. God bless. Um, so I'm really excited to see old Emma. Um, Amazing. No matter what David Arrowlich says. I haven't dragged him for a while. That was nice. <laughs> so, we don't. Um, yeah, thank you. Um, also, if you've made it this far, both in this one episode and also just like the entirety of the lifespan of this podcast, we don't ask people to do mm-hmm. this a lot, but I'm going to ask now, leave a review of our podcast Please. on the old iTunes. That would um, be very nice. Yeah, we ha- have a few reviews on there. They're all very nice. Most of them are from us. But <laughs> um, mm-hmm. if you could rate and review this, if you like it. If you don't like it, don't rate and review. Please. But if you do like it, then please rate and review. And in your review, write the weirdest thing that you and your best friend have done together. Because um, mm-hmm. we would really, really love that. So please, please rate and review this podcast. It really does help. Um, follow us on Twitter at Cinema Rolls Pod. Um, and check out our Patreon at, at patreon.com forward slash Cinema Rolls Pod. Because I'm going to put some old school Sarah and Sarah photos on there. From love our that first content. Hangout. So if you want the exclusive, then check out Patreon. We also have some bonus clips after um, Joe and Walt's episode on there. So if you really enjoyed the episode with Joe and Walt, there is a bonus clip with both of them that is available to our patrons um, Mm -hmm. where we just talk about A24 Candles. Um, And then there is another bonus clip that is available to everyone. You don't have to be a patron um, of Joe talking about his perfect egg sandwich. Uh, You're welcome. Mm Mm-hmm. And <laughs> can't wait <laughs> to hear all your thoughts on those. Mm-hmm. So check out the Patreon, Twitter, leave a review, all of that. Yay! Yeah. We Thank love you, you guys. for being my friend. Thank my you co-host. For We've, we're elevated now. We're like not even friends. We're co-hosts, which is incredible. Yeah. Um, all right. Goodbye.
Bye. That's how the cinema rolls. That's how the cinema rolls. Meow, 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 meow.